When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I better not talk with the chief, brother. You stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey everybody, I will represent Belgium. I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Hello everyone. That's Kevin. Hey y'all. Welcome to the Quiet Tech Podcast, the Definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. It only took me three tries to get that opening line out, just a little behind the scenes uh, peek there. Probably we're going to be representing Belgium in the uh, the podcast awards. Yeah, the no speeches, no really public speaking of any sort for me in terms of representing Belgium. But uh, no Model UN, I guess, for me. But let's move on because we we got a lot to cover we we don't have a guest first time in a while we don't really have a guest but there's a reason for that we have the mid-season review we are halfway through mighty ducks game changer season one season two possible we don't know i don't know i don't know if anybody knows i don't know even know if steve brill knows at this point but we're halfway through we've been enjoying it we're gonna run through some overall thoughts some categories we're gonna review our 11 bold predictions it's 10 with a, a bonus prediction about someone throwing up and uh yeah just maybe look ahead to these final six episodes obviously the next one is going to be a big one but before we do let's check in on kevin's kin token december 2016 kevin buys 300-ish dollars worth of kin token uh went down to a dollar was Back up to 220-something. Last time we checked in on it, it was down to 120-something, I think, or 119. Kevin, where do we stand today? Uh, we're up to 130 uh, and 89 cents. Oh, okay. A little, little bit of a rebound. Yeah, we're just kind of hanging in the 130-ish range, 120 to 130-ish. So uh, I'm losing interest. I thought this was going to be more of a fluctuation now that we are back in the game here but uh we'll have to make something happen but let's move on to our mid-season review so we obviously were excited coming in i think when we looked at the trailer we said we are 10 out of 10 excitement for this thing to get going and now that we have seen half of the episodes uh tommy where would you rate your excitement uh, for the next five episodes, as well as for the previous five episodes you just watched? I think I'm still at a 10 out of 10 for the next excitement for the next five. And mostly that's because we haven't had the cameos yet. Um, I'm also starting to get like a little bit of trepidation. Like it's almost over. We're halfway in, like done. Um, but I'm still very excited. Um, and I, I think the first five have uh, have delivered um, just because they, they hit us real hard with, you know, Bombay, you know, we haven't gotten the ducks yet. And so I think there's actually a lot of pressure on episode six to really deliver 
especially if that's the only episode we get with old ducks. Yeah. Really building up to this episode six, even before the press was building up to episode six with the cameos. Uh, so a lot to cover there. But Kevin, same question to you. What's your scale of one to 10 looking forward? Where are you at? And also uh, where are you at for the previous five episodes? Uh, I'll, I'll go 11 out of 10 moving forward. Um, <laughs> I'm going to break the rules there. Um, I'm really excited because I feel like the first five did a really good job of like getting a lot out of the way, like a lot of the backstories and stuff like that. So I feel like we're finally at that point where we know all these kids, they've all had their little arcs um with the exception of maybe a little bit of a little bit more of logan to come but um i feel like we've gotten a lot of the the necessary background out of the way and now we can really like explore the story uh and then of course we do have the cameos with the ducks coming which is great um and so uh, we're obviously very excited about that um but yeah i'm i'm really excited about that part going forward because it feels like we can finally get like truly moving on the story now yeah that's a good point I would say I agree. I, I mean, I'll just put myself at a 10 out of 10 for both because I'm a rule follower. But um, yeah, I agree. I think we're building to something here. I think it's done a good job of building in general. There were a couple episodes there where they were sort of self-contained, but uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just uh, my rose-colored glasses that are giving those a pass. But uh, I thought a couple good points by both of you. Uh, the first one, Tommy, you mentioned there's only five episodes less left. Like this could be it for the Mighty Ducks forever. Like who knows if there's a season two. So a lot to um, think about there, I guess, if this is actually it. Like I don't know if the writers have an idea for season two. I don't know. I would assume Disney wants it. It seems to have been very popular through the first half of the season, but I don't know how things work in Hollywood. So I wonder, uh, like, how do you measure success for, you know, subscription-based services like this? You know, obviously they can, surely they can track views, um, but you got to wonder, like, what were the the starts and stops like around Game Changers? You know, I think Disney, you know, The Mandalorian, I think kind of like probably got a lot of people on in addition to the nostalgia factor, but how does Disney Plus keep going? Um, so I'd be curious, like, if there are any kind of like ratings, you know, or like streaming numbers that are released, I know like Netflix has a lot of awards and you can kind of measure some success from that metric, but what outward facing metric do they have that could kind of give a hint as to whether or not we will get a season two? I obviously it depends on what happens with you know, season one, but it'll be interesting. So maybe we'll get Brill on after the end of the season and, and uh, hit him up on that. Yeah. Streaming services are notoriously sort of secretive about their views and things like that. But uh, some people have tried to estimate it. Nielsen's even trying to estimate it now. From what I've seen just sort of on the internet, it seems to be one of the most popular shows on Disney+. Plus. So uh, it's basically Falcon, Winter Soldier, whatever Marvel thing is happening at the current moment. And then Game Changers is right around there, along with, you know, some Pixar movies and whatnot. So uh, it seems to be very popular. But uh, it's, it's also interesting, too, how the different streaming services kind of treat these things like Apple Apple Plus announced a season two and maybe even season three for Ted Lasso, like mid season. Um, 
or I, I mean, I guess they bulk release everything anyway, but like that was, they were very quick on the trigger for that. Um, and so there are a couple streaming services I think are a little bit more aggressive with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if and when you feel like they'd want to like gain some momentum with it by doing it, you know, during the season, but who knows? Yeah. So I have tried to get some information and have come up empty. Just a, a little uh, FYI for you. There. Doing some but sleuthing? Yeah, I've tried to talk to some people, but no one's really saying anything about that. So, uh, But the thing you said, Kevin, about these five episodes sort of setting up the background for these last five, I think, especially in the streaming world, there's been a lot of that because I think that's sort of the structure of shows now we talked about i think last episode or two episodes ago with like the binge factor uh we're so used to binging where we can roll through six episodes to have the like crazy four episodes so it'll be interesting to see what happens in these final five but we're gonna go through some categories here and uh maybe refine these for our end of season awards but so you have the first I guess category's best secondary storyline. So you have the main storyline, which is really Alex, Evan, Gordon, and then, you know, the Don't Bother's becoming this team. But those are, I guess, the the secondary storylines in my mind. Tommy, do you have a secondary storyline that stands out to you outside of those? Um, You know, I think, first off like i think it's kind of slowed down but like evan and nick's friendship Mm -hmm. i thought in like how that was built out and we've seen them kind of slow that down and and give more time to the other kids lately um and so i think all of those are kind of secondary like an episode um you know five where we had um we had the friendship between uh maya and lauren is that their names yeah um and so i think evan and nick um and you know, I feel like they're going to come back to uh, to Nick's like, hey, I'm not athletic kind of thing. I, I think that's a pretty good secondary storyline. I like that one a lot so far. Kevin? Uh, I think maybe uh, Sophie is going to play a pretty pivotal role going forward. Uh, what Not exactly what that means. I'm not really sure. Um, but I think her and then also like her relationship with Evan um, is, is like one to watch because I just feel like they're gearing up for her to have a really, a really big either impact or like let down, like with her injury that they've kept teasing all year, mm-hmm. um, like stuff like that. So I, I think Sophie is kind of maybe going to be maybe the, the, the breakout star, so to speak, of the next five episodes. Yeah, Sophie was my choice as well, just because I thought it was going to be sort of a quick thing. Like thought I, I thought it was going to happen sort of Adam Banks Esh, where he, you know, it just happens and then she's on the team and then that's it. But they've sort of done a good job of, I think, making it kind of realistic, the sort of push and pull between her and her parents and her friends and everything. So I'm going to pick Sophie. Uh, let's move on to just best performance, best acting performance that you guys saw in the first five episodes. Uh, we'll start with you, Kevin. Um, you know, hold on a second. Are you- do we want to give like a, an adult acting performance and a kid acting performance? Sure, sure. We'll do a best a adult idea. acting performance first. And is this over the entire five episodes, like as yes. a whole? Or, okay. Um, so I, I think the kid has to be Nick. Um, he's just been just 
fantastic uh, and just kind of carries the show with his comedy at times. Um, so I'll, I'll go with him for, for kid. Um, and uh, I'll go with Bombay for adult be, just because he's just been so solid and his like curmudgeonness is hers. Curmudgeonliness, would that be? Whatever it is. Um, <laughs> He's just been really good. I mean, which is not, you know, the most shocking thing in the world, but um, I just, I just think he's been great. Honorable mention to, to, um, to Alex's boss though. She's also been fantastic. Yes. I would agree with you. I think your selections are the two selections I would have. What do you think, Tommy? I would also make those selections. I think, um, I think Lauren Graham as Alex has been good but I am very much getting like the lore like Gilmore and it's hard to separate the two. And that's, you know, no fault of her own really. I think the character was very much written with her in mind and kind of her quirks. And so I feel like this is lore like Gilmore, like on skates. Um, 2.0. And so like, that's not necessarily a bad thing and it definitely works. Um, but I think she's done a good job. So hat tip to, to Lauren Graham for that. But yeah, Emilio Estevez is I think the overall MVP right now. Um, even though you didn't get as much screen time in the first few episodes and um, Nick really did kind of like steal every scene. I think he's my overall MVP. Interesting. I would, oh, overall MVP stuff. But I do think you make a good point with Lauren Graham. I also think Evan Brady Noon has done well. I think it's just they, they've been sort of within their characters and i think nick has sort of elevated his character beyond maybe what it was written like so i would pick nick for my overall sort of mvp uh we had he has two mvp episodes wise tied with evan and then coob has one somehow i don't remember how oh it was the coob centric episode that's how he got it but let's move on best non don't bothers character so anybody not on the don't bothers, uh, who would you pick, Tommy? Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit differently. I'm going to say Winnie right now. I think she kind of adds a little bit of that, like, um, comic relief that you're not expecting and can really kind of help guide some of the episodes. Um, and and like, I think, you know, the obvious answer would be like, oh, like Bombay. But we like we know Bombay, right? And I've already said my piece about Alex. I feel like I've seen that character before. Mm-hmm. Um, but Winnie's good. But gosh, I guess actually rethink Stephanie's been really good, you know, kind of as like, I, I don't know how to describe her because she seems like a good boss in the sense of like, she does her job well, but definitely is like really, really rude and kind of like kind of some backhanded compliments to, to Alex. So actually, I'm going to revise and go with Stephanie as like the, the best kind of non don't bothers character. I, I now suddenly feel very bad for all the people that report to you, Tommy, at your, <laughs> at your job, uh, because you said Stephanie was a good boss. So I just want good to, at her job. Is I just what want I to. Said. I just want to set, you know send my sympathies out there to uh, to the people that have to report to Tommy. But um, I think I'm going to go with uh, I, th- I I I want to say Stephanie, but I think Coach T, mm. just because he hammers home like the like evil empire of the ducks. Like he just is kind of the face of that. Um, and I, 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 although he doesn't get a ton of screen time, I just think he's been so good at that role. He's been great. Mm. I, two great selections. Uh, I would probably go with Stephanie just because I think she's been more involved. I think mm, Coach T is sort of limited by, you know, what he's been able to do. But 
as the story has developed, we've seen more of Alex at work and interacting with Stephanie, uh, where Coach T is just, you know, coaching his team. Uh, but great scouting, as we mentioned before, scouting the two worst teams of the league to find uh, players he could pull over midseason. So, so honorable mention to Coach T, but we'll go with uh, Stephanie there. So the best sort of main character, and I was thinking about this as really Alex Gordon and Evan, but we could throw in Nick or any of the don't bothers in there if you want to do it. Uh, Kevin, your thoughts on the best sort of main character. I mean, I guess ultimately is this our MVP kind of type? Like, sure. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Nick just because he's, I I think he's just been the, the, the shining star of the show. That works. Um, I would probably, this is tough. In terms of like enjoyability, I would say Nick, I think Alex has, she obviously created the team and got all this happening. So, uh, without her, not a lot of this happens, but Nick's been the most enjoyable. So I guess I would pick Nick in in the MVP race if we, uh, are calling it that. So, uh, Tommy, your thoughts. Is this MVP of the don't bothers? Yeah, just best main character, MVP of kind of the whole overall set. If you want to go off the wall, you can. Um, I think one thing I'll say is I think we're going to learn a lot about Evan in the next episode or next two episodes because it teased mm-hmm. to him maybe going back to the Ducks or at least being presented with a uh, conflict there because I've actually been really impressed with him. I know we've talked about like Charlie Conway and like him being very whiny and like the original trilogy and, you know, I've been really impressed with Evan, particularly like when they get their asses kicked that first game and he immediately takes them like back onto the ice to practice. So I think from like a character standpoint, he's really good. But I think Nick, again, is still like he's stealing every scene. And, you know, he's he's the uh, I think he's there's not a don't bothers without him. Like I said before, he's like the Greek chorus with his podcast and some of his his insights there. So I think he is the, the, the true driving force. That's a good point with Evan, though, because D3, everyone sort of whines about Charlie and he's the worst and he's sort of angsty. But Evan has done a good job of sort of being angry at his mom and and being sort of mean, but also keeping it uh, sort of steady and moving on. Like he's kind of reluctantly going on with some things and trying to do things the right way. So he's sort of struck a nice balance. I like that. Uh, with Evan there so that is all the categories I have I guess I guess we could do like your goosebumps moment like the one moment that sticks out from this first half of the season for you I will go with as time it's it's really tough I think two two moments in episode two really stuck out to me that was Bombay getting back on the ice for the first time I think Bombay's reveal in the first episode was sort of watered down just because we saw it happen in the trailer. So I think him stepping on that ice for the first time and, you know, doing the skate to stick behind the leg or between the legs moves and stuff like that, that really one gave me goosebumps. So I might go with that. Uh, your thoughts, Kevin. Uh, yeah, that, that one definitely is, is up there for me. I think for me, it's between that, um, the moment when Bombay is watching out the window when Evan leads the team back on the ice mm. after getting destroyed, uh, and then um, Evan's dominant performance uh, when his dad shows up. Um, but I, th- I think the biggest, like, if, if I'm being 
truthful, the biggest like actual goosebumps moment and like where I got like a little, you know, a little misty was that moment when Bombay was watching Evan lead the team back out on the ice because it kind of flipped the switch for Bombay and you, you kind of got to see him looking into his past um, and kind of like seeing like the next generation of quote unquote ducks. Um, so I, I think I'll go with that one. That's a good one. Tommy? I think it's when Bombay like gets on the skates and, and skates around. I think that to me, and in, in Mike's right, I think like him stepping off the Zamboni is like the scene that you want it to be, but we all knew that was happening. I mean, and so it was like, you didn't get the whole like, you know, Mark Hamill turning around and Force Awakens and everyone's just like in awe of the moment. Um, you know, you don't, you don't really get that. Um, now, if there's like um, a Joshua Jackson cameo or something like that, or if there's some like random thing, like Dwayne picks up a rope or something like that, or you're going to get that, I think, later on in, in the season. But for me, I think it's Bombay strapping on the, the skates and skating around and you get like the kind of, you know, montage of some of the old music. I think to me, that's the, the goosebumps moment. Yeah, episode six could have the overall season goosebump moment for sure. So let's move on. Let's go to our predictions. So we made predictions on St. Patrick's Day. We made predictions about what was coming in this season. We made 11 bold predictions. Um, so our first one, Alex and Gordon do not get together by the end of season one. I feel like we're looking pretty good on that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it'll still happen. I like that. It can point. go either way. I think yeah. at this point, um, go ahead. I, I was, just, I, I just think it's gonna happen. But like, and I don't know what like get together means exactly. But I think that at the very least, they'll you know go on a date or kiss or something. You know, I don't know. I think kiss is gonna like unless it's like a kiss on the cheek, kind of like Bombay did to McKay, mm-hmm. like. I, I think a, a lip-on-lip action w- would, would qualify that one, so that would, would nullify our prediction. But our next prediction, isn't that about the kiss? Or we ha- I know we have that one on there. Um, we So this was – that was a later-on prediction. That was when Sophie – that was a part of the episode uh, that we talked about. So the second one is the don't bothers lose to the Ducks at, at the end and or don't win the championship. I think tough to tell at this point, but uh, possible. Uh, our third prediction, Charlie Conway shows up at some point. I am uh, not sure about this one. From the talk that Brill has been giving and things like that, he talked about, you know, it was hard to, like, find it in the schedule, but it all could just be a misdirect. We'll see. Um, I'm, I'm going to say I bet he still shows up. Or at the very least, it's like a tease at the end of the season or something. Do you think it'll be like in, uh, at the end of Batman Begins where they have, like, the Joker card? And there, someone's going to be like, like, oh, like my buddy, you know, Charles at this law firm. And then like, you <laughs> see like some like back of the head and he's got like the, yeah, the Josh I think Jackson it'll be hair. something like that. Yeah. You know, or like Josh, uh, Charlie down in Mexico, like our, uh, our plot was, <laughs> yeah. which I still think they d- could do for season two. Lo- yeah. What is it? Los Patos Poderosos. 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 Yeah. Los Patos Poderosos. Uh, what are we on? Prediction four. Evan and Gordon pick between the Don't Bothers and the Ducks. I think this is happening in the next episode. It hasn't happened mm-hmm. yet, but I think we're trending there. Episode, or I guess prediction number five, the original Ducks colors and jerseys are seen somewhere. 
this could also be another episode six one here although have we seen it i don't think we've seen an episode Mm -hmm. in the first five i don't think we've seen any like ducks jerseys or even like a photo because we've seen gordon in his like mini haha waves like there's a photo of him there but we haven't seen like ducks photos i don't think yeah that's true the mini haha waves popped up and their prediction number six i almost said episode number six Coob is the ringer and he sort of changes the team's mm-hmm. fortunes. This is a misstep, unless he comes around here. And he's, he's not last... putting in the work. He's not putting in the <laughs> yeah. work, man. His effort has just been terrible, but he is at least talking to people. So that's good. Prediction number seven outside of Nick, Sam is one of the funniest kids. So we have, Sam has really not had too much screen time thus yeah. far. I think I would give that to Logan out of anybody outside of nick so there's still time but time is running out for, for sam we need a sam episode i'm, I'm wondering if he's going to be heavily featured in in episode six or something like that just because he's got like the whole like he puts his body in the line things like that and you feel like he's going to have like a good good bit of a uh, back and forth with some of the uh the ducks yeah yeah uh ep- or i keep saying episode prediction number eight is about the former Ducks. So this is the former Ducks that we listed out. Charlie Conway, Russ Tyler, Connie Moreau, Guy Germain, Ken Wu, Dave Averman, and Adam Banks. So I think we got five out of seven there, which is not bad. Just missing on Charlie Conway and Russ Tyler. But we'll see if they pop up there. But I'm, I'm cutting that as a win. Prediction number nine, a secondary character makes an appearance in the backgrounds. So like, Tibbles or Miss McKay or somebody. So we do have Alex working for Dan Ducksworth. Does that count? I I feel like our, the true spirit of that prediction was like them in the crowd or something like that. Like, like not so much like a little Easter egg like that, you know? Yeah. And like, we did have like Hendrick show up on like the, uh, the arena. And so I think it would have to be like Don Tibbles, like, you know, wink at the camera while he's like holding like a Hendrix like jacket or something. Okay. So we'll count that as a no. Uh, prediction number 10, we have a Hans ghost moment, some sort of nod to Hans. So Bombay does mention that Jan gave him the ice palace. Are we counting that? No, I, I mean, the true spirit of, of my prediction there was like, it's literally going to be like a ghost moment. <laughs> <laughs> Like Hans was gonna show up, like the ghost, like, or, or at least like a flashback where it's like, a, like you know, Bombay and him having a conversation or something like that, you know. And maybe the ghost of Hans could visit Evan when he's having his like dilemma about going to the Hawks or, or excuse me, yes. going back to the Ducks. Get a little uh, Sandlot action. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. Still time, I think we're saying, but I would give us half half credit because they mentioned Jan, but <laughs> a little generous grading there. <laughs> We're on uh, Turkey Lake Challenge grading here. So prediction number 11 is someone is shown throwing up at some point in the season. I don't think this has happened. I thought we could get it with Sophie. She was practicing with both teams, but still possible, I guess. Unless the Ducks have shown someone throwing up. I know Evan was close in the very first episode getting out on the ice, and then he came on the bench, but he didn't actually throw up. So... I guess that's a miss again from us. So we have... Um, well, the season's not over yet, Michael. That's true. That's true. 
I would have figured it would happen early on, though, if it was going to happen. But maybe maybe not. he maybe gets a bad concussion, like he throws up during it. It's just an episode devoted to concussion syndrome. <laughs> yeah, or maybe Bombay becomes the coach, like actually becomes the coach and works them hard, and then somebody throws up, a la Julie Gaffney there. So a lot to go on. Yeah, the kiss thing I think was a episode analysis, instant analysis. I'll have to go back and listen though because uh, I was just pulling these from previous notes. So maybe well, I we thought it was like my thing was like they don't get together and the kiss was going to be between a couple of the kids. Yeah, and yeah. So, so yeah, I guess part of part of prediction number one is that Alex and Gordon do not end up with the actual kiss. So there you go. I think. Yeah, I guess we talked about it whenever Evan and Sophie had kind of like their moment at the the pizza place. Right, right. So we thought it was going to be maybe them or Alex and Gordon. And then there's somebody else. I don't remember. I'll put it in the show notes though. So here we go. So any thoughts on how this is going to play out just going forward? Any thoughts on... Obviously, the don't bothers seem to be turning it around. Bombay seems to be joining the team in an informal capacity, at the very least, to be their coach. How do we see this playing out? Do we think our prediction is going to come true with them losing to the Ducks and not going or not winning the state championship? Uh, what are we thinking for these last five episodes? I want to say that I still think that Don't Bothers lose the, the last game to the Ducks, but there's like a really good moment and like Coach T kind of like doesn't get arrested or anything, but maybe like all the kids are like, we're not playing for you ever again. And like they look to Bombay or something like that. So maybe there's some kind of like merging there. I don't know. I think there's there's going to be something like that because I think we got like our, our cheese out of the way with um, Evan scoring all those goals to win the game, I, th- I think, and we know that, like, I think in the original Mighty Ducks script, the, the, the Ducks lost, and then in D3 they lost, but that never ended right. up happening, so maybe we finally get it. Yeah, I I agree with that. I, I definitely don't think they're going to win, um, and I think that, I think we're going to get the, the moment with Evan where he's, like, faced with a decision um, that kind of, like, you know, tears down the, the don't bothers a little bit uh, in the interim. Um, I do think also that we are going to get a uh, Bombay taking over as coach moment. I mm. think like Alex is going to like, you know, step down and whatever. I think that'll have that tra- trans- transfer of power or whatever uh, is going to happen. I keep waiting for like Alex to get caught up with work or something yeah. and not being able to make it to something. Yeah. And it's like Bombay is like forced with like the decision that he's like, didn't want to have to make, but he has to do it. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's, I, I didn't, I didn't quite think of that, but yeah, that's, I, I can easily see that happening. Yeah. I think they're setting up an Alex working late and maybe Stephanie demands it because, you know, they're threatening the ducks or something in the standings or something like that. I think they're, they're setting that up for Bombay to come in. That's a good point. I do like the notion of this whole thing about, you know, we got to have fun and it's all about fun. And then these ducks, maybe the ducks are, are somehow dismantled or Bombay takes over the ducks. And coach T is obviously going to go downhill at some point. I'm interested to see how the ducks end up at the end. Like, do they merge with the don't bothers? Are they just 
the same evil guys. I, I feel like there's something going on where everyone sort of learns their lesson and realizes, hey, we should all be a team and have fun together, maybe. But the, I, we kind of already got this with the so with Sophie. But uh, I mean, maybe we see like a, a wager situation where it's like if the don't bothers beat the ducks, they get to keep the the ducks name brand and all that. Something like yeah. That. Could see like you know little giants where they play each other at the end like to form one team and they said like hey let's team up together or whatever um so i could see something like that because like bombay's got to get back with the ducks brand somehow we could have like a maybe they unveil like new don't bother's colors and it's the original ducks or something mm. like a la d3 with the banner i could see something like that you got to have like a good callback yeah. And we it haven't does... seen any kind of Eden Hall callbacks yet, have we? No, we have not. Uh, I think it's when I think when we brought it up with Brill, he mentioned, you know, there's still room in season two for it. Like, I don't know if we're going to see it here. But yeah, as we sort of talked about, I do think it's setting up for some sort of merger of the Don't Bothers and the Ducks to where they sort of take over the Ducks. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We got five episodes left. Let's go, let's go quickly to a quiet question just because it's fun. You ask us questions on Twitter, on Facebook, through email, through the Discord. A lot of good questions going there. A lot of just general good discussion going there. It's really been popping. But we picked the best quiet questions. We try to answer them on the air. Kevin, what is the quiet question for today? Uh, today's quiet question comes via Twitter from uh, Cats fan in Ohio, who's at MichaelBF88. Uh, Michael's question is uh, biggest missing Easter egg so far. Uh, and his suggestion is Evan needs a dog named Petey, who is the only thing willing to eat Alex's chili. <laughs> Call back to the dog. Oh, there's a lot of options here. We talked about uh, Eden Hall at some point. I will point out that uh, the OG Joyce Ng pointed out that chicken wings came full circle from D3 to Game Changers. Uh, mm -hmm. They had a, a nice maturity there. They looked good. Although, as many people have pointed out, I'd love to figure this out for the chicken wing challenge. A lot of meat left on the bone in Rob and Amelia or Rob and Gordon's chicken wing you eating gotta, contest. You got to clean those babies off. Yeah. But that's Evan should have done a better job judging, but I guess he was too in awe of these two. Uh, these two guys at the top of their wing-eating game. <laughs> yeah, but back to the original question. Uh, I mean, we've had the Hawks. Uh, maybe in Iceland, I would like to see something with uh, Gunnar Stahl or Wolf Stanton. Just a mention or a throwaway about kind of what they're up to. Or, uh, you know, there's a poster of Gunnar Stahl in, in Evan's room or something because he's a big NHL player now. Something like that. I think some sort of Iceland Easter egg would have been fun. But uh, Tommy, your thoughts? I, I agree. I think like having like an, an Iceland pennant or something would be good. Um, you know, there's just like, there's so many things they could do. I mean, we've had Easter eggs. Like we just mentioned, you have the, the Hendrix, you know, logo. It's like the, the primary sponsor for the arena or whatever. Um, I think you can just kind of just do some deep dives and like, you know, it's unfortunate that we're not going to get like a Goldberg's, but maybe you see Goldberg's Deli in, in like some mm -hmm. shot or something like that. And it says like, like now serving falafel or something like that. Um, so I, I would like to see some more background shots 
just to to give us that. But again, I know like in COVID, filming was very difficult, and so maybe they couldn't pull off some of these ambitions. Yeah, Goldberg's Dahlia would have been a good one, but uh, yeah, and there's still time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. And maybe it's like they go eat like a team meal or something. There, I think would be really cool. They could um, go to like the Minnesota club or whatever they went for oh, Eaton Hall yeah. and like for their end of year banquet. And yeah. like, there's a cake at the end, guys. And just leave <laughs> it at that. I think it'd be cool to see some kind of Trinidad and Tobago something somewhere. Yeah. Um, I like Goldberg's Deli. That'd be a good one. I, I think like the duck whistle would will be good if that comes back at some point. Oh, Bombay's um, got to like look in a drawer and see it and yep, then like it's yeah, to black. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think maybe those are kind of my top three, just off the top of my head. Do we think Bombay is going to like give Alex a duck whistle or something? Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think the duck whistle is coming into play. Either he, when he sort of has his coaching takeover moment that we mentioned, he has it, or at the end, Alex, you know, is a good coach now, and that's sort of his his passing of the torch where he's like, use this or whatever to like round up or or alex finds the duck whistle at like a flea market mm-hmm. or something and then like that is like the transfer of power like she gives it to bombay because she hears the story and everything that's good cool. who knows we could have a duck whistle in this next episode episode six a lot yeah. riding on it i i can see that like he's like i need to go round up the ducks or something like that yeah you've got so bombay we- skating around yeah, a lot to a lot to unpack here. We will be back with our instant analysis as usual, episode six. Although we have not gotten the early ones for episode seven through ten, so those might be a little delayed. We'll see what happens. Six, we will be back. It should be released as they release it on Disney Plus for us at Quacktech Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com/slash Quacktech Pod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars. Tell us your Goosebust moment for the first five episodes. Join the Discord. A lot of people joining the Discord. The, the conversation has been hot. A lot of talk about Charlie Conway and who is Charlie Conway's son? Is he involved in this somehow? How is Charlie Conway going to fit into this? Uh, a lot of discussion about Ted O'Ryan, if he was too mean or not there. So a lot to go on in the Discord, and for us, remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Yeah,